Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. are back on a Monday. Welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five star. Become a diehard. We welcomed over 30 plus new diehards over the weekend. It's never a bad time to go to PHNX.com. Go PHNX.com. Become a diehard. Join the community with myself, Johnny Mm -hmm. Venerable, my phenomenal co-host, Mr. Bo Brock. Good things happening for our Redbirds here off a bye week. That's right. You're too kind. Yeah, excited about the new crop of diehards getting into the Discord where we're releasing little uh, sneak previews of some videos, which is fun, giving people a little glimpse of what's upcoming on the YouTube channel. Of course, wherever you find podcasts as well. We just like to give and give, and we appreciate everybody who's joined this PHNX Cardinals community, this PHNX sports community. Excited to continue to bring the best coverage in the Valley. Uh, especially in regards to this Arizona Cardinals team, which is in the home stretch, Johnny Venerable. Four more games. Kyler Murray, Jonathan Gannon, and crew before this team gets a massive facelift this offseason. I love a good facelift. Cut me up. <laughs> let's do it. But it, before we talk about our precious Cardinals, we're actually going to lead the show today with another NFL franchise. We love to grave dance on the show, do we not? It's one of our favorite <laughs> things to do. And I said before the season, while it hasn't transpired in terms of win-loss, The easiest team for regression had to be the Philadelphia Eagles, losing both coordinators. You've got a head coach that doesn't specialize in either side of the ball. Sure, they upgraded their roster. They've got great players left and right. Well, look at their defense without Jonathan Gannon. They were again embarrassed on national TV for the second consecutive week, and the defense was the main culprit, Bo Brock. For the sixth straight week, they've been one of the worst, if not the worst, statistical defense in the NFL. So much so, Bo. Twitter streets are great during games like that (laughs) last night. That's why I will never, ever, ever quit that app. They'll have to force me off it. That Eagle fans going out there, heads up to my guy Joel, pointed this out. Yeah. Basically saying, like, I'm sorry, JG. I'm sorry, Jonathan Gannon, that you gave up 24 points to Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Maybe those 70 sacks last year, those 17 interceptions, they weren't all bad. Yeah, not too shabby, right? I I thought just all JG did was roll the football out into the field. Yeah. and just made a starting lineup, and he barely even did that. No, that's according to to the Philadelphia Eagles fans who were looking for a reason why Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and the refs beat him in the Super Bowl last year with that yeah. uh, final. I mean, speaking of you know a trendy topic is a non call uh, in this or a call in the Super Bowl that the Chiefs got and, and it benefited them winning the game. 
in a what was it 35 35 in that at that point yeah and, and you get uh the the hold on on james bradbury and then now last night you 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 know they get the offsides or from from uh tony who was also had made a big play in the in the super bowl as well but yeah, Philadelphia, it was only a matter of time. It was, it was pretty much inevitable that they were going to cannibalize each other. Uh, they just, that's how they roll. I mean, they they look for scapegoat of sorts when things don't go their way, when things aren't just 100 with them, when things aren't just a hunt, like operating at a, at a perfect percent, you know, they, they try to, they, they lose their mind. They fired Andy Reid. They fired yeah. Doug Peterson. And they blew they, Santa Claus. They tried to keep Jonathan Gannon. This is important context for all, you know, the the you know the keyboard warriors at home in Philadelphia saying we wanted to get rid of Jonathan Gannon. Good riddance. No, your owner tried to make him the highest paid defensive coordinator in the NFL, despite what you may think. Uh, Seventy sacks, seventeen interceptions, fourteen total points allowed in the postseason. I had some Joe Blow earlier this year say they were going to be much dramatically better without Jonathan Gannon in his soft cover two defense. How's that working out for you? By the way, the cherry on top is the Eagles didn't approach Nick Rollis to take over. You know what? Nick said, I'm good. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to head to Arizona. And so much so, I did a little digging Ooh. on you know the statistics, always working, always grinding. <laughs> the Arizona Matt. Cardinals, if we could see it, uh, Damon Dog are – differentiated by 18 yards in total defense. Look at that. The Cardinals are 23rd in total yards allowed. The Eagles 22nd. The Eagles that have, I don't know, multiple first rounders on their defensive line, Darius Slay, right? And Hassan Reddick and all these star players. Remember, they were going to recreate Georgia's defense with yeah. seven. How's that working out? Meanwhile, outside of Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson, the Cardinals are starting like 20 rookies <laughs> and a bunch of XFL practice squad players. And they are broken apart by 18 yards. By the way, with the Cardinals defense, I would I would think is on an upward trajectory, did a nice job against the Pittsburgh Steelers, probably should have won some games, but the offense held them back. The defense is the, the bright spot of this team right now. It just goes to show you the grass isn't always greener. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to go on the record, the Cardinals will have a better statistical defense across the board in 2024 than the Philadelphia Eagles. Cry, Eagles, cry. You love it, man. You just love to see it. And like I, I saw in, in a couple of your mentions, people saying, "Well, I mean, they're uh, as far as personnel is concerned, they, they're way they're way back." He's like, "You just you got T.J. Jay Edwards." Oh no, T.J. Edwards, Jalen Carter. You got gifted Jalen Carter at tenth overall in the draft. And then, uh, you know, you, you take the risk. You take the flyer into Kobe Dean. He was hurt going into the draft process. Yeah. Shocker at the NFL level. He's hurt. It's like hurt players stay hurt. And you've got all this invested as far as on the defensive side of the football. But the results are different. Yeah. What's the difference? Well, your defensive coordinator now is the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Your linebackers coach is the D.C. here. And you're lacking as far as the defensive calls. The the uh, they're they're just not there, and no. I love to see it. I absolutely do. Philly tears they fuel me right now. Let's get those tears going, Damon Dog. Let's see those tears firsthand from the Twitter streets last night. You absolutely love to see this. There's nothing like on Twitter during a nationally televised game. How about this? Oh, I miss Jonathan Gannon, Matt Modi, John and Saturday. Do I miss Gannon? I, I'm thinking about it. Oh, no. Owls, Phil's bird, fly 76. I miss Jonathan Gannon. Call me D. 
Not going to lie. How much do we miss JG? <laughs> I love it. You love to see that again. Thanks to our guy, Joel on Twitter for pointing that out. And he, somebody like, put those tears in my cup. I just yeah, want to drink, drink mm. up here. Uh, mm, 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 it, it was the most predictable thing of all time. Salty. Equally predictable. Uh, idiot Eagle fans wins? going outside of the organization today, demanding the firing of current mm. defensive coordinator, uh, fire Sean. Uh, how do you decide? Decide. Uh, and some trash cans to represent no pe- no play slay, <laughs> which is hilarious. I love this guy's in full uniform too for our audio <laughs> listeners. Um, it's I I feel like this time of year, two things are true. Santa Claus is coming to town, and Eagle fans are demanding that a, a coordinator and or a head coach be fired. I mean, unbelievable that sign. The guy probably has to wear a helmet twenty four seven. One more time, David. <laughs> I love this. Is like that movie with Mark Wahlberg with those people trying out for the team. <laughs> what is that? Unbreakable or whatever it's called. Invincible. 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 That guy's from Invincible. One of the slobs trying out running the forty time. That's that's what I'm. I'm here to inject that all day. Congratulations, did, Philadelphia. You played yourself. I think I did see Darius Slay did quote tweet at least just the cans, the trash cans <laughs> with no play Slay and, and James Bradbury, or whatever the whatever the turn phrase was on his yeah. name, but just saying like, I, I can't remember. You guys have no chill or something to that effect. But uh, it, they're in a tough spot. They're in a tough spot, and you love to see it. You love yeah. to see it, you know, when you uh, – I mean, the Eagles were just kind of nitpicking everything that came out of Jonathan Gannon's mouth this offseason from the uniform reveal to where he was basically – you know, and it was it was hyperbole just saying that, you know, basically he was – when they were undefeated at the time, you know, people nitpicking his defense, which, you know, in calling for him to be fired – um, I mean, he was taking basically just saying he was taking harsh criticism at the time of success, and that's the market. And and JG understands that more than anybody, and I think he's excited to be out of there. We were at the combine. We've told this story before, but it bears repeating. And Gannon spoke at the combine, and the way it works is anybody can go up to any kind of podium booth and ask questions. This probably shouldn't be allowed to ask questions to the coaches when they're made available, right? We knew Gannon was going to be available. We were in the front row poised with Cardinal related questions. I don't know because he's the Cardinal head coach and you had like six or seven Philadelphia media members that know him by first name because they've covered him for the last couple of years, peppering him about defensive personnel or schematic questions about the Super Bowl. And Gannon to his credit, like answered like two or three of them. He's like, guys, I'm sorry. I'd like to fucking move on and talk about the Cardinals here. That's why I'm here at the combine. It, it, it was not only the fan base; it was the media that went after Jonathan Gannon. It would be like the equivalent well, of you their fan base. They're they're playing to their listener yeah, and readership. That's true. Viewership. Do what you got to do. Hustle out there in those streets of Philadelphia. But it'd be like us, the equivalent of like when the Cardinals went to the Super Bowl and they lost to the Steelers, dogging like Todd Haley when he got the yeah. Chiefs job. Hey, Todd, you didn't do well enough against the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, defense. Or you didn't score enough points in the regular season. No, you 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 commend somebody. I don't know for having it. That was a historic defensive year for Philadelphia. Yeah. You got to play who's in front of you. And people say, we're going to grade on a curve because they played the Giants and they played three quarterbacks in the NFC Championship game in San Francisco. No, a- actually, they were winning the halftime of the Super Bowl. And then they had a defensive what? Lapse one or two times. And then they had a punt return touchdown. It just shit happens, man. It's tough. It's tough. Well, to yeah, the, punt, the, the punt, it wasn't the touchdown, but it, it put them deep inside, yeah. you know, the Eagles territory. And there was a fump. Wasn't there a fumble at one point too yeah. from Jalen Hurts? 
uh, who is untouchable, and, and you couldn't blame him because he was a statistical darling. And if you just look at the box score, he looked great. Yeah. But you know, overall, it, it was a it was a team loss. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, every especially a, a market like that, if we're gonna look just like when the Diamondbacks beat the Phillies in the playoffs, they were looking for reasons why the job didn't get done. And they're going to pinpoint somebody and then they're just going to completely just trash them. So, but whatever spirited, you know, they're spirited. That's, that's one thing I can give them. I mean, they're a rambunctious crew. They, they love their sports and, you know, I, I like a nice passionate bunch, but sometimes it's a, it's a bit overkill. If you, if you can't be realistic with things, if you can't say, if you can't look at that second half and realize that it doesn't fall on Jonathan Gannon's shoulder, or it doesn't all fall on Jonathan Gannon's shoulders. I mean, you're just, you're outside your mind a little bit. I, I just think that as far as, you know, the, the Tony touchdown, you know, where he was wide open, you know, you can look to the call and I'm sure Gannon will probably take some of that on his shoulders. But for the yeah. most part, like his, his defense, what you were asking for them is, was to pitch a shutout when they were, their backs were put up against the wall and not one, but uh, a couple times. And like their personnel, I would argue, is more talented than they had last year. Yeah. Like they, they've been infused with they a lost top the two middle team. linebackers. They lost TJ Edwards to a big free agent deal and they lost Kazir White yeah. to, the, to the Cardinals. And, and Kazir White was somebody they probably could have re signed if they wanted to, but, but they, they, they grabbed in a Kobe Dean for that right. reason. They had him right. in the system. He, he was a pipeline guy. I mean, they want Reed Blankenship and company out of town. He was a standout under Jonathan Gannon. So, uh, we thought we'd grave dance a little bit at the top of the show. Now we'll, we'll switch it to your regular scheduled Cardinal coverage as Bo was at the facility today with Jonathan Gannon and company. You'd, I would say the enthusiasm is is high around this team right now, Bo Brock, as they enter the home stretch of just a month's worth of games remaining. They had some extra juice today, no doubt about it. And, and Gannon said that they had some pep in their step even before the practice field. They had a lift uh, before he met with the media about 10.45 this morning, gave us some updates. They got a lot healthier. I mean, yeah. you look out there, like the only big time, the only missing name was was Hollywood Brown as he continues to try to get back uh, to to at least health enough to practice a couple times a week. I think now the tally for Hollywood Brown and consecutive missed practices is about six. Mm. Um and he didn't. He couldn't even finish the Pittsburgh Steelers game. Yeah. But you know, Michael Wilson, Antonio Hamilton, Hamilton should be able to help in the secondary. We'll That's see what they do. Back. Yeah, we'll we'll see what they'll do as far as the secondary. They've been riding with some rookies so far. I mean, they had three starting rookie uh, defensive backs in their lineup the last game against Pittsburgh. Um, and you know, Garrett Williams in the slot, and then you had. Uh, what was it, David Wilson and, and of yep. course, Keytrell Clark. We'll see if Antonio Hamilton takes some snaps. And then, you know, Marco Wilson's still trying to work his way back. He's he's healthy. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was good to see 14 back out there. I think that it, I looked at it and he hadn't practiced because he went down in a Friday practice. Yeah. Re-aggravating or, or kind of getting that shoulder banged up again on November 17th going into week 11. So the only time we've seen Michael Wilson with Kyler Murray it was in his debut, and he looked pretty good just with one game under his belt with, with Kyler. So we've been kind of uh, deprived of that a little bit. So hopefully they can get him back out there against San Francisco. Who Wilson? He's had his that was his best game of the year of his career so far with those two touchdowns. Well, Antonio Hamilton is probably a welcomed addition for a couple different reasons, but especially like how physical. And experience the wide receiving core is suddenly for San Francisco with Devo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Like they're going to need every piece 
that they can have to throw at them. You know, we're going to have all week to preview this game. I would say, like, the fact that Seattle kept it close at half, four-point game, like, you should be encouraged. Kyler Murray now with, goodness, about eight to nine weeks of practice time, and and I think he's poised for a nice day. Like, I, I know mm-hmm. folks in the chat say maybe we'll win, DD. Like, listen, if this team can be as competitive as they've been for most of the year on Sunday, that that's a win in and of itself. Just the Niners have the best roster in the NFL. Like, I... I don't know if they're the best team at the end of the day. I'd have to see Brock Purdy play at a really high level in the postseason to believe that. But, like, uh, don't get it twisted. Like, this is the deepest team in the NFL. They have the most high-end talent. They've built it the right way. But the Cardinals have an X factor, I believe, at quarterback. And I think a a really nice pair of safeties. They can keep this close. Uh, Illadre, $1.99. Let's not forget uh, Jalen Hurts' fumble for a TD. That's that's what it was in the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Uh, I also love this one in the chat from... Uh, is it sports hero uh, saying heard they want to make big Dom their new defensive coordinator. <laughs> Dom, of course, banned from the sideline yesterday against Dallas. Uh, great to see. Uh, it almost, I almost wish the Eagles game was this weekend because again, like all the noise around them, but we got to wait two more weeks. The bears are mixed in the, the Cardinals schedule. Let's go ahead and bring it up. Damon, if we could like really interesting down the stretch with, as it relates to not only this weekend, of course, you've got San Francisco, but then you've got Chicago who's playing well, Philadelphia who's teetering right now and one of the worst defensive teams in the NFL, and then Seattle. Like, is Geno Smith going to play in that game? Are they going to have anything to play for? Cardinals are going to be a really interesting watch for a couple different reasons with the coming games ahead. Yeah, and we'll see what happens. Like, if Philly gets knocked, if, if their position is kind of locked in by week 17 too, like – it should be interesting to see what they have to play for. I know, you know, with a week to go uh, with the finale, the next week sometimes, but with the extra week and, and things kind of solidifying in the NFC playoff picture, we'll see what, what they're playing for. But I mean, the Cardinals lost a spirited 35, 16 game to the San Francisco 49ers in Santa Clara. And outside of the punt that Nick Rollis's defensive unit forced uh, to open up the second half, yeah. I mean, they scored at will. They scored, yeah. you know, three consecutive touch touchdowns to start the game. They ran out the clock before halftime and then they scored two more touchdowns. Like they pulled their foot off the gas in the second half yeah. and then ran the, the clock out to end the game. So, you know, I I I think, you know, with what we saw against the Rams and what the Rams formula was to beat the Arizona Cardinals and they just kind of imposed their will uh, with their offensive line against the, the lack of talent on the defensive front for the Cardinals, I just think that that's going to be so tough to overcome that the, the Arizona Cardinals, like they're just, they got to play for a moral victory come Sunday. I just don't think it's going to happen, you know, them pulling out a dub against this Niners team. Alex in the chat, uh, 9.99 super chat. Thank you so much. What would you call a successful outing against the Niners? Most would say have a better day than when Dobbs played. I think is asking a lot, but is this a different Niner team that's really hot right now? I, I, I think they're the most talented team again. I would say for me, a successful day, like the defense is what it is. And I think if the defense falls apart in the second half, like who, who's going to blame them for that? Ky- can Kyler Murray have a big performance? I would say mm-hmm. that's a successful day. Kyler Murray against this defense going out there having three three touchdowns, maybe 300 yard total yards of offense. You got to feel pretty good about that. If they if Kyler Murray can instill fear with a limited roster to San Francisco, basically saying like, "Hey motherfuckers, I'll see you next year with a better team, maybe with Marvin Harrison Jr." That would be a successful day.
for me, especially coming off the bye, that we would be able to say, yeah, the Niners, they swept the Cardinals this year. They're the number one seed in the NFC. But Kyler Murray has shown you that he can take it to him. He's shown that historically the Cardinals have had a lot of success with K-1 against San Francisco. For me, Bo, I would be pleasantly surprised if that were to happen. Yeah, I mean, they would have to really force a turnover, I think, from like a Brock Purdy. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, the the offense would have to repeat performance and then some, because we were encouraged by Dobbs in the offense's performance the last time they played this Niners defense. And this Niners defense got better. Like they're healthier. Uh, they added Chase Young. It. I mean, they've been a different defense since that acquisition. When you look at like the points that they've surrendered, it's like three, fourteen, thirteen, nineteen, sixteen this past weekend. They're just teams aren't being able to score points against them. So it, it's it's going to take you know obviously this this offense. And I, I think you know Trey McBride said something pretty interesting today. I don't know, Damon. Do we have Trey McBride clip uh, about the offense and how it's kind of finding itself? Uh, it's the third clip we have. Oh no, it's the, what we do well build on that. This is what Trey McBride has taught, how he's kind of described the Cardinals offense lately. Yeah, I think, uh, that's kind of part of it. You know, the last couple of weeks we've been kind of, uh, experimenting in, in kind of what we do well. And I think coaches are kind of figuring out, this is what we do well. This is going to be our base. You know, we're going to, every game plan, this run's going to be in, this pass is going to be in. Figure out what we do well and then kind of build our offense off that. And that's kind of what we've done. You know, Kyler's so dynamic. The guy does everything well. You know, he can run the ball. He can throw the ball. He can he can do this. He can do that. Quarterback run, this, that. So you got to figure out what we do the best and, and build on that. And I think, you know, Drew and, you know, Coach Gannon, they've done a great job of, of figuring out what we do well and then building the offense around that. Obviously, you know, scheme and all that stuff comes into it. But I think as a base thing, that's what these last couple of weeks are going to be, you know, figuring out what we do well and, and building on that. So figuring out what they do well. And that's been <laughs> uh, that's what they've been doing since Kyler Murray got back. I mean, it wasn't just going to be, OK, we're going to run these sets. We're going to run these looks. We're going to run these plays because Kyler likes him and we think that it fits his skill set. It's been kind of it's been a learning process. I mean, for Drew Petsing to to learn the skill set of his quarterback and tailor it to what's going to work for him, and of course the personnel that he's surrounded by. Uh, yeah, what they do well is when they give Trey McBride the football, yeah. they do the offense well. Uh, so hopefully they're figuring that out. Uh, and I, I again, like I, Trey McBride can be a matchup problem. I don't care if it's San Francisco or otherwise. He can have a big day this week. I think he, he think he will. Corey, the two two dollar super chat. Love the grit we have. Also, a higher Texans pick. We're going to talk about that here in a second. Let's talk a little draft. But before we do, uh, no better chance than to make some money here before the holidays with a little bet MGM action. It's the $1,500 first bet offer. I don't know if you guys knew this or not. There's a doubleheader of Monday Night Football tonight. A little Packers-Giants action. Love to see an upset there. How about Titans-Dolphins? Right now, if you're a new customer with our friends at BetMGM, using that bonus code PHNX, Place an uh, amount of up to 10 bucks, or at least $10, I should say. If it loses, you get matched your bonus bets up to $1,500 back. So place your first wager, receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if that bet loses. If it, if it doesn't lose, you still get that money. No worries. Get it now. Our friends at BetMGM. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane Diefenbach 
Talk about it in the disclaimer. Link problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Shane Diefenbach is a good man. Uh, beat him in fantasy football this week. Uh, doesn't doesn't change anything as far as his character. He fought. He clawed. <laughs> just couldn't get it done. Uh, I probably, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get him a Christmas gift. I'm going straight to the nearest Circle K. I'm going to buy myself uh, and him and my friends and family all holiday scratchers from Arizona Lottery. You need to get in there if you are trying. If you're having a trouble, yes, checking off boxes as far as your family and friend gift list. Look no further than Holiday Scratchers from the Arizona Lottery. It's the best last-minute shopping thing you can do for yourself. It's easy. It's the perfect gift. Everybody has a blast. Sit around and just scratch away. Make a mess on your table, your coffee table. Get your lucky coin out and make some money. Top prizes up to $500,000 and get this, the Holiday Scratchers. They cost as little as a buck. One dollar. That's it. Tickets, they make the perfect stocking stuffer. Great white elephant gift. Go out, buy your holiday scratchers today. Find a retailer like our friends at Circle K near your Arizona Lottery.com. Gotta be 21 years or older to play, of course. Uh just quick note to everybody, myself, Damon Dog, avoided Waffle House. Uh, the 24-hour dreaded Waffle House uh punishment for finishing last in our fantasy football league. Uh, we are assuming it's going to be our general manager, Saul Bookman, who takes that baton uh, as a last place finisher, although it's not official yet. Saul, yeah, a lot to be determined in the doubleheader Monday Night Football, but uh, looks like your boy is going to finish first in record and first in points. Oh, God. Is that score good? Anybody know? Can somebody answer that for me? Both teams really good. Somehow he got all the good players this year by sheer luck, and it was not by study or research. It was by luck, Uh, but yeah, congratulations, Bo. Good luck in the playoffs. Damon and I will be watching from the outside looking in, but we're real winners, aren't we, Damon Dog? No one wanted to play us in the playoffs. That's no, a they fact. didn't. <laughs> With how hot our teams were at the end of the season, that's a fact. Uh, what else is a fact? We, we save ourselves from food poisoning and all kinds <laughs> of ridiculous um, consequences of going to Waffle House for 24 hours. So no live Waffle House for this podcast, uh, which may or may not be upsetting to some of you. All right. What's not upsetting to me, Bo, uh, it was nice to kick back yesterday, watch a little football without the pressure of the Arizona Cardinals. Although I love them, sometimes it can be a tough Sunday, especially this year. What was not tough was watching the Houston Texans get thoroughly blown out by the New York Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 30-6. to They blew out, I don't know, one of the hottest teams in the NFL, the Houston Texans, and you don't love to see this. C.J. Stroud leaves the game with a potential concussion in the fourth quarter. His situation's in doubt ahead of this weekend, and as a result, that pick with a bunch of other wins from other contenders in the AFC moved Houston. I think they were at like 22 at one point. They are back all the way down to pick 15. 15! For the Arizona Cardinals in the first round, while subsequently the Arizona Cardinals remain at pick three, and one more win by New England will put them at pick two, Bo. Uh-oh, did I lose you guys? Um, are we good? Do, do you have a strong connection here? I've got a strong connection. Your okay. Wi-Fi is a little dicey. Okay, yeah. And you got that strong East Valley wi-fi going on we're just we're slumming it down in town i think somebody's messing with the fiber maybe it's uh 
I don't know, Nick Casario and the Houston Texans. Uh, front <laughs> let's, office. See the, let's see the draft order. Okay. Let's take a look at it. Do we have the Texans tracker? Let's take a look at that sweet, sweet Texans tracker. It oh looks a little goodness. bit better. There's old smiling Monty Awesome Fort uh, right over the Jets logo. It was a redemption day for Zach Wilson and crew. It was a perfect first half, by the way. Did you see that? It was They were just trading punts. Um, <laughs> and then they uh, they were able to put up some points in the second half. But, you know, prop, we'll see what – if it can, can Davis Mills get that dub against the Titans? This no, afternoon? no. They're going to lose <laughs> out. If – if he's out, they're done. They Joe are not Flacco is going to dice up uh, Will Anderson in that Texas defense. In the I, Tennessee's winning one of those games. Our guy, Ray, he's not going out like this. He's not losing to them. Their team sucks now. They have no about this. I mean, look at this. I mean, the Texans. If if they lose out and they lose to the likes of Wilson, Levis, Flacco, Levis again and a Gardner Minshew to miss out on the playoffs. What a collapse. And I'm here for it. I'm, I'm here with a big old uh, just, I, I mean, popcorn. I'm loving it. Uh, ba, 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 ba. I'm loving it. Uh, <laughs> here's, here's, um, this is from CJ Stroud. Basically they're, they they do not know what's going to happen with them. He's in concussion protocol, but they, he got, he got shit whipped, man. It was not pretty. When you take, when you hit your head that hard, it's not great. And when you, if you're the Texans, I know that you have a lot to play for, and I'm sure CJ Stroud's as competitive as they can as they get. But man, do they have to proceed with caution as far as the in the long term for, that, for the and that's what they said. That's what D'Amico Ryan said. Just shut them down, put them on that quickie <laughs> IR. We'll see you, CJ. You locked up offensive rookie of the year. I, I think I I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs now. The Browns are are making the playoffs, they're not winning their division. You know, there there are some teams like the Buffalo Bills who are hot. The Dolphins are going to win that division. Like, I think this pick is going to be where we thought it was going to be after their hot start. I think it's going to be probably in the mid-teens, don't you? I feel like 14 to like 17, and what really helps the Arizona Cardinals, the strength of schedule for Houston is terrible. Whereas like the Cardinals, it hurts them, right? Whereas if they end up winning a game or two more, they're going to fall probably toward the bottom half of the top 10. Whereas Houston is going to win any tiebreaker scenario because their schedule is so terrible mm-hmm. and that helps the Arizona Cardinals. So I I'll go on the record right now, like 15 feels about right. It feels to me where this pick is going to end up. I think they've got two more losses left. I think they're definitely losing to Cleveland and I think they're splitting with Tennessee and, and who knows that Indianapolis game, there could be a lot to play for. I know they, they laid an egg yesterday, Gardner Minshew and company, Shane mm-hmm. Steichen's had that team ready to go. Suddenly, I we looked at the schedule like a month ago, and they were like, "Are they going to lose? Are they going to lose any games?" They feel like they could win out. Tank Dell's absence—I know he was a rookie—is so significant for that team. Nico Collins left the game for a little yeah. bit yesterday. Like suddenly, when they can't be explosive, they're done. They can't yeah, rely on like, like Bobby Trees, Robert Woods, who is you know it, he's washed at this point in his career. But if you look at it. You know, the last couple of years, like 2022 draft, mm-hmm. you got Kyle Hamilton at 14 safety. Uh, before that, Jordan Davis, big, beefy, you know, defensive tackle out of Georgia. Yes. Jahan Dotson, the wide receiver, Zion Johnson. Like, there is an extreme amount of talent in that part of the first round. I mean, yeah. it, it is still fruitful as far as, you know, you got a David Collins at 16 in 2021. Alex Weather, Le- Leatherwood, who's out of the league, but Jalen Phillips was after yeah. those guys, yeah. pass rusher uh, from Miami. You got some some pretty talented players that the Arizona Cardinals, and especially with 
Monty Ossonfort's just affinity for scouting players and putting in the work on the film. I think the Cardinals are going to be sitting pretty and, and being able to find a starter day one. Man, super generous, super chat from Trenton Smith, 1999. Thank you so much. Uh, with all of our draft picks and money and free agency, I think we have to be competing head-to-head with the Niners and their roster for the NFC West next year. We have a ton of no names on our defense, and they're still competing. I mean, Trenton, that's the best-case scenario. I think right mm-hmm. now they, they would tell you publicly and behind closed doors the expectations to make the playoffs next year. Now, who knows? San Francisco could, could get hit hard. They may have to trade Brandon Ayuk. They've got to make some decisions, like how quickly does Brock Purdy maybe get an extension? Like They've got it, They've got some some holes to clear up. They're, they're playing with house money right now. They've earned it. The Cardinals are going to be in a position, even with Kyler Murray's cap hit, which is getting lesser by the day compared to some of these other quarterback contracts. They're going to add premium talent. Now, I think a big part of that is going to be the NFL draft. Let's take a look at the top 10 draft standings, if we could. Damon Dog. Not a lot of change with the top three. Now, New England won, which means that Cardinals lose out. The Patriots win one more game. They jump, the New England Patriots. The Bears continue to win, Bo. They've won, what, two or three straight or three of mm-hmm. four? Um, very foolish of Bear fans. I'll get to that here in a second. Basically clamoring to keep Justin Fields and go Marvin Harrison Jr. first overall. But Titans um, play tonight. Giants play tonight. That could be beneficial for the Cardinals. The the commanders to me feel like they're destined maybe to lose out, but how do you assess this top 10 right now that now suddenly includes the LA chargers? Yeah. I mean, you can, it, it, it gets tricky both ways, right? You, you get too high up in the draft. You put yourself in a position to where, you know, you, you just, you, you just take Marvin Harrison jr. There's this conversation about, like you mentioned with Justin Fields, do they, they move on with Justin Fields, which they would have to make a decision on his fifth year option next off season. Right. You know, going into your fourth year, you're usually like negotiating your big money contract extension. How do they approach that? Or do they just say, Hey, we're pivoting and we're taking Caleb Williams. Uh, Drake may made it official today, entered and declared for the draft. So yeah, he's going to be one of the options and it, and it just feels like he's a Patriot, right? He's going to be the next quarterback that they, that they ruin. Um, and, and then the <laughs> commanders, I mean, once you get kind of start to slip down the board yeah. past the commanders and in this, this group of four win teams, that's where, you know, your, your, your pick can change significantly. You go from a generational type wide receiver to probably eating your vegetables, which is, is going to be a rock solid pick for Monty Austin and crew, but it's just a little less sexy, right? I mean, you're getting the most like the reliable car, uh, that's going to get you to and from work that you're not going to have to think twice about instead of a nice souped up sports car. Cardinals are in an advantageous position, even if the Bears do something foolish like taking Marvin first overall and rolling with Justin Fields, because they're going to be in a position to trade back with one of these teams. Look at all the teams in the they beat. They beat Joshua Dobbs and the Vikings, and then they, you know, they beat they they beat the Lions handily yesterday. They did, and a credit to them. And they've been in two games against the Lions, but. I, I don't know. I, I think that the Bears are putting the position that they're in. I don't envy it at all. I mean, it is no. it is really tricky. I mean, as far as what they did this offseason is, is as far as trying to invest in Josh Fields and then at the same time, Justin Fields, and then, you know, how he started this season. And then I see like the cherry pits picked statistics for Justin Fields over his last 17 starts, which, you know, are, are in between two seasons and how you can dress them up to look solid, but watch the games. I mean, 
the games that you know are in there are against you know the the Denver Broncos where they were able to kind of put up points and they were able to put up points against a bad Vegas Raiders team. It's I don't know I don't I don't I I would be very cautious if I was the Bears moving forward, especially like you, to your point. They they move forward with Justin Fields like you were hitching your wagon to him, and you like if you don't pivot to Caleb Williams and he becomes you know a star that people believe he's gonna be. It's gonna that's gonna cost jobs. You're you're in such a great place if you're Monty Austin Ford. Like yeah, you win one more game, you're still in the top five mix. There was a percentage today uh, on the Twitter streets, basically saying you know the Cardinals still have a really good chance at, at a top three to five pick, regardless of how these games play out. The Bears, to me, it would be the classic Bear move to think we're a receiver away. And I like Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. He's a historic prospect. They have DJ Moore. They have Cole Komet. Like Justin Fields is has like a his win percentage is like 250 in the NFL. It's terrible. Yeah. And like a little hot streak against some middling teams. Like they play the Cardinals, they play the Falcons, they play the Browns, they play the Packers, right? I think the only way he comes back is if they somehow win out and they make the playoffs and they're like, okay, let's just load up. But you cannot force if you're Chicago a third head coach to take him, Justin Fields. They mm-hmm. would go from Nag did Nagy draft him? They were with Nagy and then Eberflus, and then you'd have somebody else. I think Jim Harbaugh's taking Justin Fields when he can have Caleb Williams on a rookie contract. So the only way I think, and I don't think it's a guarantee, even if Eberflus comes back, that that he's their quarterback. But again, if you're the Cardinals, let's say Chicago does take Marvin first overall. Let's entertain that conversation for okay. a second. New England's picking two. They're going to pick Caleb or, or Drake May, whatever their preference is. That's assuming they don't beat the Jets and, and the Cardinals leapfrog them. So then you're the Cardinals, and suddenly you're picking third and a team like Washington, the Giants, mm-hmm. the Titans, the Vegas Raiders, the Jets, the Falcons, they're all behind you, and they're they are starting to clamor. We want one of these quarterbacks. Could you pull off a mini trade like last year, trade back a couple spots, still get a top tackle, still get a top edge rusher, like I, I saw somebody in the chat earlier basically say like our draft that we did last week with with the trade down situation was best case scenario. I, I think a lot of people are warming up to the idea more assets, more resources, more second rounders, a future one. Marvin's great and he's my top choice. He's my top player in this draft. But to think that the Cardinals are going to be shit out of luck if they don't get him. No, you're going to have teams that want one of these quarterbacks and the way with Kyler Murray playing Unlike Justin Fields, you have a franchise quarterback who's under contract. Yeah, and we, look, we've seen what these deals look like. I mean, firsthand. I mean, what Monty Osborne was able to pull off, and it wasn't for a quarterback. Uh, let's pull up the the, the the draft rankings right now. Uh, this, I guess, the the draft uh, order, please, Damon. Um, I mean, I'm, I don't even know if I'm talking to the Commanders. I'm making them sweat it out, and if they want to move up one spot, like no they yeah, they're going to have to pay a premium for it. It's not just like, hey, swap second rounder. No, you're you're paying to get up to that spot. Just you're like giving the Giants, a one. You're giving yeah. a future one. Just like the Giants, the Raiders. Well, probably not the Raiders. I, they'll probably move forward with uh, Mustache Kid O'Connell. Uh, yeah. But there there are teams that are so quarterback hungry uh, that you could really kind of get the same or better haul than you did for the Texans to move up to get Will Anderson and, and then also stay within striking distance to get a really, really impressive, impressive uh, prospect. So like if, if the bears take Marvin and then the Patriots take may and the Cardinals are sitting there and you got the commanders or giants wanting to move up. I mean, you can, 
you can move down a couple spots and still get an alt, still get a fashion get, you know, whoever you prefer at that spot, get, you know, probably the best defender on the board, whatever you yeah. want to do. And as you said, it's a very advantageous position for Monty Austin Fort to really restock and, and infuse this roster with talent. Uh, I like this comment here from Tim, build a team, not a one man band. And again, I think like, uh, Marvin Harrison jr. Is a Larry Fitzgerald, Calvin Johnson type of prospect. I don't want to discredit that, but I also watched this team going to Pittsburgh, put up 24 points easily played the style of football that a lot of us have been clamoring for, for some time running the football aggressive, a very accurate, smart decision-making Kyler Murray and a defense coordinated by their head coach and Nick Rallis. I, that's that's that I can get on board with that team because that team translates late into the year, goes on the road and can win a lot of games. That infrastructure is it the best case scenario for a Super Bowl team? I don't know. You need yeah. players, you need star players to do that. But for this franchise to string together successful seasons, again, I go back to the example: Monty Austin Ford and Jonathan Gannon were part of organizations that did not have the talent of Kyler Murray quarterback and won division titles and had teams that were physical and ran the football and got to the playoffs consistently. Tennessee is a perfect example. Like you can build a bully through the draft with line of scrimmage play. One of these tackles, Jerzon Newton, whatever you want to do. The pass rusher from UCLA is fantastic. Uh, The pass rusher from Alabama, we're going to see him in the final four. He's 20 years old. Like do that. Load up the line of scrimmage. Draft as many offensive and defensive linemen as you can. Protect Kyler Murray. Maybe sign a receiver. Take a mid-rounder, elevate, continue to elevate. I, I think that Marvin Harrison Jr. would increase jersey sales and he would increase fantasy value for this franchise. But like, is it better that is it does it help you win a division next year? Does it help you win a wild card as compared to a, another franchise tackle and a bunch of additional resources? You may be able to make the argument for the latter that for next year, that's better for you because we've seen how this team operates with a lot of picks. They use them. This is not Kime and Vance Joseph putting people on the shelf for two to three years. This is a franchise that embraces young players. I'd want to welcome as many as I could top right. 50, top 100 prospects for 2024. Right. And and, and beyond. Like if, if you can, this is, they're going to be able to do a lot, a lot of work on this roster this offseason with the cap space and with the draft capital. But it's the work's not going to be done. Right. And if they can set themselves up for success, you know, just get that, get that going as far as, you know, 2025 that they've got, you know, some poor team that's going to be betting on a a young quarterback draft pick uh, for 2025. They could be back in the top 10 and it's not their own pick and, and they're competing for a playoff spot in the NFC West, you know, so, or a wild card spot, which is more realistic at this stage in the rebuild. I mean, it's that would be a, a great scenario. And it's really like, you know, I know Schefter had said it, um, and we had said it for the most part on, on draft day that the Cardinals control this year, this upcoming draft. But, yeah. you know, between them and Chicago, and Chicago benefited, I think nobody saw, you know, they, they thought Carolina had enough talent on its roster to at least be competitive and not be as bad as they are week in and week out. I mean, Brian Burns and, you know, J.C. Horn and, and you know, trading up for for Bryce Young and think he was going to struggle as much as he has. Uh, huh? Yeah. Brutal. Bad. The Arizona, like Chicago and Arizona, man, I mean, they can make things wild on, dra- on the first round of the draft on draft night. It's going to well, be. But the difference is Chicago, it feels like, even with this recent winning streak, has to use a pick on a QB. Like, we still feel like that's probably what's going to happen. Like, assuming they don't win out. Whereas the Cardinals, 
their their picks are for the roster. They're like they have Kyler Murray. Right. Like they have a they have a quarterback that yeah. people feel good about. Like Fields, like who would you rather be? The Cardinals with the same GM head coach and quarterback or the Bears, albeit with the first pick, new GM again, new head coach again. You see they're sniffing around Eric Bieniemy and then yet another quarterback. <laughs> When's the last time a franchise quarterback has succeeded in Chicago? Like you they have the 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 higher pick the Cardinals have, it's crazy to say, the infrastructure to plug and play. They know what they like and what they don't like. Eberflus, I'm sorry, that guy, it's a little bit, he's a nice coordinator. He's not a good head coach. We've don't you think we're going to learn a lot this week Justin Fields and crew face Cleveland? Yeah. I, I mean, like all the goodwill that they've created facing Dobbs, who got benched over the weekend and turned the ball over four times against them and they didn't score yeah. a touch. Like, don't you think like Cleveland could really serve them a humble pie? Yeah, I, I could see Justin Fields having to come back down to earth game. And mm-hmm. and Brian in the in the chat points out something interesting. Like the Bears could always trade that pick again to somebody. And what would that leave? That would leave Marvin Harrison Jr. likely for the Yeah, Cardinals I mean the team that's gonna move up is gonna get a quarterback. Right, for sure. I to me it's again, I think the Cardinals are gonna win one more game, and I still think they're gonna have a top five pick. Yeah. With with how everything else is falling into place. And Chicago has Cleveland on the road. Which is going to be a brutal game. And they lose that game. I own And then they've got the Cardinals at home Christmas Eve. And then they've got uh, Falcons and then at Lambeau against the Packers team. They're not beating the Packers in week We'll see what the Packers, if they can continue to string together, stack good games like they've recently been doing. But yeah, I mean, in that Packers game at Lambeau, if Justin Fields doesn't perform and he leaves a bad taste in this organization's mouth, I mean, that, that could be the final. Final. You've burned three eight. years of his rookie deal. I know. Three years. And you he has eight wins. You mentioned that he's like eight and twenty-six. I see. I don't know how you're just like, oh, these are pretty stats. Like they've won eight games in three seasons. They're celebrating. I love our friends at CHGO, Greg Braggs and company saying, you know, basically like looking on the outside, looking in for the playoff chase, excited to be in the hunt. Like this was a team's over under this year was like eight and a half. Remember that? Yeah. It was. It, I mean, like they have. No one's disputing the Bears have some talent, and the NFC, the bottom of the NFC, is terrible. Like, look at the playoff picture. Like, you should be competent. You're just. I think it's just too late, and you you should be thanking your lucky stars that the Panthers made an egregious decision to hire Frank Wright. That roster was in no position to support a rookie quarterback. You're going to benefit from that if you're if you have a gifted blue chip quarterback and you punt, albeit for a wide receiver that I think is generational. You're an idiot franchise. Um, it's like the same conversation. If the Cardinals yeah. had the first overall pick and Kyler Murray was playing like Justin Fields and they were losing games, they wouldn't take Marvin. They would take Caleb Williams. Yeah, they, like that, that's that's irrefutable, irrefutable. Yeah, it would. It it's crazy that they continue like this this vicious circle. Like is he's thrown for three thousand yards in his seventeen games. Um, that that they that they've kind of picked out here his last 17 games up to this during this stretch and like they're impressive numbers for sure for Justin yeah. Fields but I mean it still doesn't it's still a thousand yards short of four thousand which we know the stat like Bears Bears quarterbacks never thrown for four thousand yards in the history of the franchise which is absolutely wild also hurt a lot he's missed time he's still yeah. two seasons like are you you're a new you're a new head coach of this team. Let's Eberflus is going to get fired. I think mm-hmm. we both feel like that. Is it is somebody who's signing on going to 
hitch their career to Justin Fields on his fourth year of his rookie deal, and you got to make a decision on his fifth year option? No, they're going to start over. I, I they're not taking Marvin Harrison Jr. being a Chicago Bear. Is they would the have miracle to that, that Harbaugh did in resurrecting Alex Smith's career and getting pa- Colin Kaepernick and, and taking him to the Super Bowl, like. I don't think he if he gets in there, he's not going to be like, well, I'm going to take one year Justin Fields and then see what it is. He's like, no, you're going to pivot to a new quarterback who's going to be on a fresh new deal. This is I mean, like this this quarterback class is infinitely better than last year's. It's 20 times better than when baby hands Kenny Pickett came out. (laughs) It's the best quarterback. Benjamin Albright, friend of this program, who's as tapped in as anybody. He told us face to face at the combine. The Cardinals are not taking Will Anderson, Jr., Came on Twitter over the weekend. I retweeted it said three quarterbacks are going top five easily. Jaden Daniels is going to be a top five pick, which is fucking wild in and of itself. We haven't even time to break that down. But like Cardinals are going to be the benefactor. Three quarterbacks in the top five. Marvin and pick your tackle. Arizona Cardinals. Pick what you want. It's just like you go to a buffet, man. Eating good. Jaden Daniels is Jalen Hurts without the leadership qualities and isn't isn't as physical. And yeah, he's a little thin for me. Those aren't, yeah, that's not a ringing endorsement. Like he's, he's, he's Jalen hurts, but take away like his best qualities. <laughs> what Brian Kelly did with him was sensational and give him all the credit in the world that he went into LSU and the sec and kicked ass and, and, and won a Heisman trophy. But like I, I what franchise could support Jaden Daniels right now? Like to have success early on, none of those teams we just saw, like, it would have to be a team like trading up for somebody. Somebody's really going to hurt themselves, man. <laughs> and I root for players. I want players to do well. I, yeah. just, I just don't see it. Cardinals, just sit back, count your chips, count your draft picks, roll with Kyler Murray, roll with Trey McBride. We're going to hear from Trey McBride here in a second. But first, I want to tell everybody about the inner circle of Circle K. Uh, I made a drive this weekend. I'm going to tell you about that later on in the show. It's a lengthy drive. And you bet your bottom dollar, I stopped at Circle K before I went anywhere to make sure I got my best selection of premium gas at not a premium price. How about joining the inner circle right now? Pizza, coffee, ice cold fountain drinks. I'm saving on all of them on top of saving 25 cents per gallon on my first five Phillips. Join the inner circle today. What do you do? You download the Circle K app. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit circlek.combo for more details. If you're looking for something to bring to your next holiday get-together, how about from our friends at Wink and Countdown, and we're giving you an opportunity to save some money while you purchase it. Wink and its sister product, Countdown. You got Wink Seltzers. I mean, seltzers are all the rage right now, but this has a little twist to it. It's THC. It's not alcohol, so it's a non-alcoholic drink, but it's got the THC, and it's not going to get you too messed up or anything it's actually got the perfect amount of thc it's just got a wink of it it's going to be perfect uh make you chatty as you want and just like you be kind of the life of the party i don't know if that's the ringing endorsement you want but wink it's a rock solid seltzer that everybody enjoys great flavor and you can buy it direct get it to your doorsteps at drinkwink.com d-r-i-n-k-w-y-n-k.com product thc and cbd in each can comes in 2.5 and 5 milligram cans online zero sugar zero calories they come in a variety of flavors mango lime black cherry just like you know you're running the mill seltzers but it's the THC, it's the CBD, it's not the alcohol. Buy them, 12 and 24 variety packs right now. And you use the promo code PHNX, you'll get 50% off. 
an additional 50% off. You're going to cut the cost in half by going to drinkwink.com and using the promo code PHNX. Also, check out what they got going on in dispensary stores only. Their sister product, Countdown, in 25 milligram and 50 milligram cans. They're, uh, you got to be 21 years or older to buy these bad boys, and you can find them in your local dispensaries. Find out more, and let's count down to 2024 together with Countdown and Wink at drinkwink.com. Uh, Dane Brugler of The Athletic does a great job saying a lot of teams have, or some teams have, uh, Drake May of North Carolina as their top quarterback on their board. So it'll be interesting to see. Is Chicago that team? Is New England that team? We're going to find out more. Um, Drake may or may not be a bust. We're going to find mm. out during during his NFL career. We don't root for anybody to fail here. Uh, Kyler Murray back on the practice field today, looking good, throwing to Michael Wilson, throwing to number 85, Trey McBride. Uh, you posted a great clip on the PHNX Cardinals Twitter. Um, basically, this guy's addicted to football. He loves football. The enthusiasm's contagious. You know, I put it out there like, the Cardinals, for too long, have had some players, not everybody certainly, but too long have had guys that liked football just fine or maybe liked what football provided to them. But did yeah. they love football? And somebody came at me and was like, what does that even mean? Like Trey loves football more than them? Yeah, motherfucker, that's what it means. Yeah. He loves football. You can tell when a guy doesn't love football. Is it Buda Baker loves and is addicted to football. Larry Fitzgerald right. loved football. And you watch Trey McBride speak about it. And it's just like, that's what we're missing from 53 guys on this roster. You want a 53 Trey McBrides that want to compete because they love the game of football, not what it just provides to them. They're, they're obviously gifted as they come, right? But then they are able to kind of take it to the next level because they live this. They live for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he was talked about just the how he kind of can't contain himself sometimes on the yeah. field. And this was Trey kind of talking about uh, how he conducts himself on the field. And sometimes his quarterback tells him to even chill out. Here's Trey. Yeah, I, I'm just an animated player. I'm an emotional guy. I love this game. And, and when I'm out there, you know, I make a big play. Sometimes I can't control myself. I just freaking geek out. I don't know what the heck. I just go crazy sometimes. So uh, I don't know what goes on in my head. Sometimes I just start going crazy. Even Kyler's like, dude, you got to chill out. So, you know, he's telling me the huddle, like, Trey, come on, man, settle down. But uh, I just love having fun, man. And, and when I'm out there making plays, I, I energy, you know, that juice, I, I, you know, some of the guys tell me how, how fired up they get seeing me like that. So as long as I can bring other guys with me, get everyone pumped up, that's my main job. You know, I just want to have fun out there, you know, and having fun is, is making big plays like that. Kyler Murray, Buda Baker, James Conner, Trey McBride, like the, I guess the, the shift. Jalen Thompson. Yeah, Jalen Thompson. You could throw DJ Humphreys in there, but less as far as, and, and you'll see it pop up real soon. Paris Johnson Jr. I think is going to enter the equation as far as just the leadership, being able to do it with their play and then also do it with just how they, they conduct themselves in the locker room. Uh, it, the Cardinals have some budding stars as far as that goes. You just his enthusiasm is contagious, and that's a cliche to say. But like, listen to that dude. You wouldn't run through a wall for that guy right there, number eighty-five. I mean, he's the best tight end they've developed in twenty-plus years, and he's fired up about playing for a team that's got three wins right now, and he's competing his ass off and undressed the Pittsburgh Steelers in their secondary yeah. for four quarters, like. It's the best parting gift Steve Kime ever gave this franchise was was taking a chance on a guy from Colorado State that had fallen in the second round of the NFL draft. And Cardinals now, I mean, he is a cornerstone building block player. 
like the Cardinals, as you just mentioned, they've got a handful of those guys right now. He is trending up. He is somebody that somebody asked me recently, is he going to make the pro bowl? And a lot of that is just cosmetic and, and maybe isn't a, you know, indication of who's really succeeding at the position playing at the highest level. But like I watched Ferguson for Dallas last night. He looks pretty solid. He's not trading yeah. pride. Like I, there are only a couple guys I think that are on the same level, like a Kittle, Hawkinson, Travis Kelsey, and then it's for me, and then it's Trey McBride. Like he is in that top four to five category, best tight ends in the world that have a chance. Like he's just scratching it now. Like Kelsey's on the downside of his career. Kittle's been banged up historically. Like I, I think a lot of people conservatively are going to predict Trey McBride 800 to like 1100 yards next year, more touchdowns, obviously. I mean, he's he's got an outside chance about eight nine hundred yards this year with Joshua Dobbs as his quarterback, Clayton Toon, Kyler Murray coming off an ACL. I mean, I know it's a byproduct bow of like the the haves and the have-nots at receiver with this team, but man, he just he jumps off the screen with his athleticism and now his enthusiasm. Yeah, and the diverse way that he's able to kind of uh, make plays for this offense, right? Yeah. The, the tight end screens going down the sidelines, catching balls over the middle, high-pointing balls. Uh, just look at the, the the touchdown that he talked about that was waved off. The yeah. call was overturned. Uh, he, he couldn't believe it. He said he hit the ground and all it was, was it was wet and ball squirted out at the last second. I mean, but it felt like a catch the entire time and completed the process. So he was a little bit confused by that. And then he went and did it again. Right. And he, and he did it in a different way. He did it at the front of the end zone instead of the back of the end zone. Um, he, he's just, a he seems to be a complete package as far as that position goes. And, and it feels like that's necessary for teams to get to the next level, and it, sure, it, it's not great on a, on a it's it's great on a three ten, three win team, but when he's making plays and the Cardinals are, are back in contention for a playoff spot, it's going to be such a mismatch that they can utilize once they kind of figure out their wide receiver core and and their their offense going forward. So Trey McBride, I, you can just check that box off, and and people were a little they didn't know what to think coming out of training camp. He was dealing with different I- injuries here and there and, and missed some time. Uh, before the season began and then you know the Ertz thing happened and he got IR'd with the quad injury and then ended up exiting and not returning to the organization and Trey McBride took advantage of every single opportunity he got and that's all you can ask for they we were training camp this summer and he got banged up a little bit missed some time in practice and then we had kind of heard through Gannon and some other people that like he needed to work on his blocking and he's done that Um, he, he has been the best pass catcher on the team this year, regardless of position. Like it just, it's a, not a high bar to clear given some of the limitations at wide receiver with this team, guys like Hollywood Brown, Michael Wilson being banged up, but he's a gamer and he's exactly what you want. Um, now he did say something that had me a little bit torn and dejected today. You said, let me say something something real quick. Like, I just think as far as what he's able to do, what the way he was kind of able to t- kind of take hold of that opportunity, when you look at what Buda Baker was able to do, like yeah. Buda Baker was, he played teams and he primarily starred on teams early yeah. on in his career, and then he was, and then he was able to kind of take advantage of, of you know of, of players that were starting in front of him uh spot like there there was safeties that was in his in his way like a Tyvon Branch was starting over Buda Baker's first yeah. year and then Tyvon Branch went out 
And Buda Baker came in and lit the world on fire and never really kind of relinquished the position. And it's just like the same thing happened to Trey. You had this placeholder in front of him and Zach Ertz. And it's like, okay, well, we're going to go with the proven commodity until, you know, something happens. And then as soon as he went and Trey McBride, like the, the, the opportunity was there and the lights came on, he, he made himself undeniable. And those are the type of players that you move forward with. Buda Baker and Trey McBride, both second round picks. It just shows you the importance of day two of the NFL draft and why, yeah, Houston's pick isn't as high as everybody hopes, but prime position to take a good player, trade down, get more picks on day two. And, you know, I see people saying, I still can't believe that was a Steve Kime pick and a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. It really does feel like that. Like every like five years between 2017 when Kime took Buda Baker and then 2022 when he subsequently took Trey McBride, it's like five, every five years, he, yeah. he would make a good pick in the second round. What was it like 14? He took Marcus Golden. And then, yeah, probably the next one was Buddha. He traded up for him and, mm-hmm. and, and Trey McBride. And in between, it's just like failed wide receivers, Andy Isabella. Yeah. Uh, you got Rondell Moore still on the roster. Bounced. I mean, it, yeah. That was Kime's best day, though, was day two. He found Tyron. He found David Johnson. As you mentioned, Marcus Golden, like, and then the outlier, of course, is Jalen Thompson uh, that was gifted to him in a supplemental draft. Jalen would have been, you know, a top 50 pick, I think a lot of us think, had he not gone in the supplemental draft. Uh, I alluded to it. Trey said something else. You sent this to me earlier today. Let's roll the clip. Uh, I'm going to tell you why this is a little disheartening to hear. That's a great question. I um, I hung out here for a few days and then I actually got roped into going uh, to California. I went to uh, to Disneyland for a day or two, so I got roped in there. It was a lot of fun. Um, this weekend I went on Saturday, and it was fun during the week. Saturday there were so many people that I couldn't even hardly move, so I got overwhelmed pretty quickly and wasn't there very long. But it was a good bye week. It was good to recharge, you know, get your mind off football for a little bit, but I'm happy to be back. So, you know, like when you go out and your friends are like, I don't really have plans. And I'm like, okay, I'll go out. And then you go out and you see your friends that have the plans and they basically ghosted you. That's what Trey McBride did to me and my family because <laughs> newsflash, I was also at Disneyland this weekend. Damon, show the clip. My wife's going to kill me. It's a good picture of me, though. She's got her eyes closed. The venerable family was at Disneyland, California Adventure. The same time as Trey McBride. Trey McBride, McBride's made. I was there ready to embrace them. You, I would have seen him walking around, but he goes to me at Disneyland this weekend with my family during the bye week. Trey, how could you? Unbelievable, man. Uh, put that picture back up. Poor, poor Mrs. Venerable. Uh, we got, you got her with the eyes closed. And then your, your son is like fading off. He's like, I don't want to be in this picture anymore. He's trying to squeeze himself out of the family photo. And there's Johnny just putting on his best, his best pick. And, and you use this one. You had to add more pictures in this, and this is what you put producer Damon up to. Now, <laughs> tell your wife that this was not Damon's fault. He did not put this picture up. This was your fault. All 100%. And you deserve all the blame. I tried to download an app to open up her eyes like an AI tool. Couldn't get it, so I just shot it to Damon. I just said, F it. You know what? We're going to run with You just took one point. picture? A family picture. We got some video. Most of them are just to the kids. Who was you know? taking your damn picture? Like, did they One think the you had film part. on a roll? Like, you can take multiple pictures. She blinked in all of them. There was a couple of them. She blinked in all of them. Listen, no listen. way. I swear. Ask her. You'll When you see her, ask her. She feels terrible. I'm going to take care of it if we get it developed. But for the sake of this show, she will have her eyes closed while I am standing tall next to my family <laughs> and Minnie Mouse with no Trey McBride. Could you imagine... 
if you'd seen a video on my Twitter and it's me and Trey McBride at Disneyland, I just can't think of a better time, frankly. That sounds legitimately like the best time of my life. Me and Trey McBride running around hand in hand at Disneyland. <laughs> Let me tell you about my best friend just frolicking, saying hi to Goofy and all the uh, Disney characters riding the rides. Junior, <laughs> Trey said he had to put his hoodie on. He was hiding from Johnny, LOL. Sharing <laughs> no. a churro. Yeah, eating churro from each side. Like it's, uh, it's what was the, what was the Lady one? The Lady in the, in the Tramp, tramp yeah. style. Trey, put me on your shoulders during the parade, during the Christmas parade. <laughs> <laughs> Joel's saying Johnny would look like Trey's child. Bring on the comments about yeah. height requirement for the rides. By oh. the way, I make all the height requirements. Thank you. Thank you very much. I can do all the Holding you ride. in the uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy ride when it drops. Oh, oh Trey, <laughs> let's get a picture. Splash Mountain, Trey. <laughs> when the rides get a little too spooky for Johnny. There's big Trey McBride holding him like he's holding the touchdown pass from Kyler Murray. Mm. Uh, thank you, Ben. I appreciate that. Listen, it was a blast. We grinded all season to get to this bye He said week. he put 30,000 steps on each day. Oh, each day? Yeah. We did 54,000 over two days. So I didn't I didn't have Trey. And Trey, you know, his strides are a little bit bigger than your boy, but <laughs> good, good for him, man. Uh, you know, we get after it. Trey and I are very like-minded. We get after Disneyland. We're not there to just frou-frou around. Like, we're going ride the ride. We're using the fast pass. We're getting stuff done. It's like this show. We're not here to screw around. This is no. this is serious stuff. We don't have around. No. I'm, I'm, bummed, I'm bummed you missed him, man. You sent me that today. I literally broke down. I had to say I know. I said that prepare to be devastated. And I'm like... I cannot believe Trey and I were there at the same time. Now, granted, there were 50,000 other people there, but you would if think Trey like, Mc, if Trey McBride really, if you saw him at Disneyland, would you bother him? Oh, hundred percent. Oh, on. you're the worst kind of person. I hate Trey. I host a podcast. I'm actually in the market. <laughs> do you think you and I could just step aside and do some, do some content real fast? I think he'd love that. He'd probably, he'd probably you would hit him up for content. Oh, no doubt. I would say, Hey, Trey, I put the podcast and the people first. I think people would be disappointed if I ran into Trey and didn't engage him. <laughs> You're so you, like, we need to replace your poor wife with her eyes closed in that photo and just put the grind because he's, you're married that's to the right. grind. If that's, that's right. what you're going to do, you're going to bother poor Trey McBride and his, his hoodie over his head, trying to avoid people. And you're like, Hey Trey, I've got a podcast about the Cardinals. Would you like to, Hey, it's interesting that you're here. I actually have my cell phone. We can get on Instagram live real fast. Let's get your, let's get your ideas for my three round PFF mock. What do you think, Trey? Ah, oh, uh, good stuff. I had to, I, had to I wouldn't be that. able to face them in, in the locker room after if you pulled that. Hey, tell that freak to leave me alone. <laughs> hey, Bo. <laughs> tell your little buddy, leave me alone. All right. Uh, <laughs> who you should not leave alone and engage with is definitely our friends at Desert Financial Credit Union, the official credit union, the venerable household, yes, but also the Arizona Cardinals for more than 84 years. Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union, dedicating to creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community and providing financial solutions that make lives better. Look for Desert Financial for checking, savings accounts, mortgages, loans, credit cards, investment options, and more. If you're a sports fan in Arizona, no better place to do your banking than Desert Financial Credit Union. It's the only place you can show your team spirit every time you make a purchase with exclusive debit cards that include the Red Sea, Arizona Cardinal, Visa, debit. Your boys got it. You should get it. Show your team spirit. Open a free checking account online. Get an Arizona Cardinal Visa debit card. Go to desertfinancial.com slash cardinals to get started. 
Well, Johnny's taking out a personal loan to just afford Disneyland at uh, our friends over at Desert Financial. Your boy was a little bit smarter, a little bit more frugal, and decided to have a staycation. Stayed in the Valley, checked out with my friends over at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. It's all about – because I – I'm not as fortunate as Johnny and Damon Dog and Britton Golden and all of you that get to join them each and every home Sunday. I'm at the stadium grinding, uh, watching the Arizona Cardinals, and you guys get to hang out over at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Uh, It is unbelievable what's going on over there. Of course, achieve that legendary status at Gila River. It's unprecedented level of entertainment and excitement that you won't find Anywhere else in the valley, anywhere, anywhere, any close. It's an authentic and immersive experience. They've got, of course, 15 blackjack tables. How about 800 slot machines? Turn around, there's a slot machine. And not to mention Arizona's largest casino sports book. You think that there's a sports book in town that you like? It doesn't even come close to what they're doing over at Gila River and the dining ranges you got you know upscale and then you've just got approachable you can go get I'm sure uh, a nice quick snack from anything you know prime shoeless steakhouse grab a cocktail and hang out by the pool they got something for everyone head over to Gila River resorts and casinos and let them show you what the next level is all about you do you at Gila River Resorts and Casino. Visit playgila.com for more details. That's play at gila.com for more details. There's so much good content at gophnx.com right now. And I, I don't say that tongue in cheek as I'm looking up the content right now on the Twitter streets. Tommy DeVito's agent was just unveiled on Twitter and he looks like legitimately no. a an agent that was from what's that movie with the guy in the big yellow trench coat? Um, uh, you remember that from the early 90s? Dick Tracy? Yeah, he looks like somebody from Dick Tracy. He's got a fedora on. It's it's great content. Speaking of great content, check out our guy, PHNX Cardinals beat reporter, Howard Balzer, who's got some banger content, 100% free right now. But you want that sweet, sweet 10% of the content that's not free. If you want a free hat and or shirt from the Merchandise Locker, big thanks to everybody who became a diehard over this weekend. Now is the best time. Become a diehard as we enter the offseason of Hoopla. We've got a ton of good stuff going on in the exclusive member Discord right now. Exclusive clips dropping early. You've heard an early drop, 24 hours. You're going to get it at the Discord for this podcast. Plus, again, 20% off the merchandise locker, free shipping, all the goodies that you want. Become a diehard right now. I promise it's worth your money. It's worth your time. Come be a part of our community in the diehard Discord. It's a great time. Uh, And, yeah, I, I can't recommend it enough, Bo. Yeah, as I said, we're dropping uh, a little early content there. Just put up the James Conner video. It's live for everybody. But if you want early access, just become a member, a diehard, and you'll get in the Discord, and we're dropping links there all the time. Talking cards football just like we do on a daily basis during the live show, but it never stops over at uh, the member Discord. Only way to access that, though, is becoming a diehard. Join the many people that decided to save some scratch while doing it this weekend and becoming a PHNX diehard. Um, join them today. Uh, it's well worth it still at the full price, but uh, it was a great deal over the weekend. So Big water party this weekend. You guys ready? Wild Horse Pass, Gila River. It's going to be lit. It's going to be off the chain, Bo Brock. I wish you could join us, my friend. Yeah, it's going to be great. Be, hopefully a good game on tap. As I said, cards at practice today had a bunch of had a bunch of juice. They did. They had a little extra pep to their step and uh, looked like they were excited to to get another opportunity. Four more games. They, they know they're in the stretch run, and we'll see what uh, that they can learn about themselves in, in the home stretch about Kyler Marie and crew. Uh, 
do us a favor. We know this is the best community of Cardinal fans. Wherever you are, leave a like on this video. Let's get this to 250 likes to represent the home stretch for the Arizona Cardinals as I sent Bo the picture of Tommy DeVito's agent. It's very much real life. We're living it right now. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your programming. Had a blast here yeah. on a Monday after the bye, Bo. It's just getting started, my friend. That's right. My my guy's the quarterback of the, the New York Giants, see? He's tops. He's tops. In, he's going to be tops in the league, see? He does. He looks like an old-time mobster. What are we doing here? Oh, man. I It's so late in the show. I didn't send it to Damon, but, like, it's – it's like a cartoon character. I'm all for it. Tommy DeVito, God bless you. Get a dub for the Giants. Push the Cardinals pick even higher. Like and subscribe. We are 50 followers away. PHNX Cardinals on Twitter to get to 10K. Help us get there. You be number 10,000. For Bob Brock, Damon Dog. I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you on Tuesday.